Hey, Reach Paramount. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our midweek service with Pastor Angel Flores of Reclaim Church in Austin, Texas. And the message he's entitled, The Calling of God on Your Life. Enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. Will you just remain standing with me for a second? Man, I listen, I, I love coming back home, man. Coming back home, see friends and family and and be with our pastors, man. But man, I just, I'm, it's an honor. Um, anytime I get a step on this platform, it's it really a big honor for me. Um, more importantly, because um, I don't take this lightly, ministering the word of God, but to do it to, with family and friends is a, is a double honor. And, and tonight, I just believe God wants to speak into our hearts. Can we believe that? Amen. Will you just pray with me? And we, we just continue to just, let's just ask God, Father, right now, we just... We honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Father. Lord, we give you the praise and the glory and the honor. Lord, we, we come humbly into your presence, into your throne, Father. Will, will you move tonight? Will you speak into our hearts? We're, we are listening, God, Lord, to your voice. And, and Father, will they hear the voice behind the voice, God? And I, I pray right now, Lord, will you anoint my lips as I minister your word into the hearts of your people, Father. We, we are listening, Father, Lord, for you. And Lord, will you move? Will you have your way in this place? In Jesus' name we pray. And the whole church said, amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. You can have a seat with us. Amen. Well, listen, uh, again, I, I can't believe you guys are still doing the fireworks stand. Let's go. Uh, listen, I got to say, uh, we, I was there year one. Okay, and so if you have not signed up to be security, you better get on it. Come on, because let me just give you some stories, man, real quick. You know, when crazy Uncle Angel come to town, he just tells stories. And uh, I remember we were teenagers on year one. I, I can't even remember the year uh, when we opened. It maybe two thousand. I'm not even sure. Two thousand one was year one, and uh, we were teenagers at the time, and nobody wanted to sign up. For securities, so guess who they stuck out there? All the teenagers. And uh, I remember out there we were sleeping on cardboard. <laughs> it was bad. But see, we learned, okay? We learned that if we're gonna be there all night, we might as well turn it into a party. Come on. And so uh, my mom lived right around the corner on Devonier. We lived here in Downey. And so what we started doing is we started rolling my basketball court down the street to Super A parking lot. And you come on, right? And so we were going to be there all night. We might as well ball. We brought a grill. And then next thing you know, we had about 50 people out there on security all night long. It was, and so, come on, you just got to get with it. And then we got in trouble by Pastor Omar because cops showed up because they were complaining we were too loud. Come on. <laughs> Amen. But, man, God's good. And, uh, man, I'm just... Uh, being uh, here yesterday, we uh, were at the Madison building, as Pastor Omar said, doing a round table. And, uh, you know, driving up, I hadn't been in that building in over 10 years. And driving up, I literally like stopped at that four-way stop sign because it just hit me like all of the just nostalgia and the memories of, of that one little building there. And then walking in there, it looks, it looks a lot smaller than it did back in the day. And I don't know if I'm like twice the size I was then or what happened. 
Come on, be careful. Come on, watch it. But I'm just like, I, I'm thinking about all that God did in that little church. And now look, here we are. 20 plus years later and all that God has done. Are you excited about what God's going to continue to do reach church? Come on. I'm just so excited about all that God um, has in store. I do want to give a big shout out uh, to my reclaimed family watching online back at home. Come on. I did tell them, don't be listening too good because I'm going to preach this on Sunday. All right. So y'all, uh, amen. If you got your Bibles, you can turn with me to amen at first Samuel. Um, chapter 3, and we're going to read, amen, in, in the Word of God here, and um, uh, the Lord put this message on my heart, and i just kind of been working on it and preparing for this moment. I, again, um, I, I do want to bring honor to my pastors. Um, don't you love Pastor Omar and pastors and Pastor Letty? Come on. We don't even say Sister Letty. No, it's just Pastor Letty right there. Come on. And uh, we just, we, we love them and, and honor them so much, and I'm so thankful that, listen, even though they send us out, they're still very much a part of our lives, man. And uh, we bring honor to them and all that God's doing um, in their lives. Amen. And so, um, again, uh, I really believe this message can, can bless somebody um, today. Amen. The Bible says this. Amen. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse number 1, it says that the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. And in those days... The, the word of the Lord was rare. Say, the word of the Lord was rare. And there were not many visions. And one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. And the lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. And then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel uh, answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Verse number six, again the Lord called Samuel, uh, called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Again, uh, my son, Eli said, I did not call go back and lie down like take some melatonin drink some warm milk I'm not calling you right <laughs> now Samuel did not yet know the Lord the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him and a third time the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said here I am you called me then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy so Eli told Samuel go and lie down and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood there calling at uh, the other time, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. You know, um, being back in, in, in the city of Paramount, you know, for those of you who don't know, I, I lived um, in the city of Downey and grew up in this area for uh, part of my years went to Warren High School. Come on, anybody from Warren in this place? One person, let's go. <laughs> Amen, one, I'll take one. And, uh, but being, being back in just this area, even just driving um, from the 91 um, down, uh, gosh, what is this now? Uh, Paramount Boulevard, just thinking about how different it looks and, and bringing all these emotions back and thinking about when I was just a, a young man 
in a season of my life where really I felt God was starting to, to call me and, and, and place vision in my heart and, and kind of uh, uh, change me and put a desire um, to do something for the Lord. And, and it was in, in, in those seasons when I was probably about um, 17, uh, 16, 17 years old, when I really began to get serious for the Lord and, and knew that God um, had a desire to use my life. Pastor Omar said it, that me and my wife were, were dating at that time. And I remember telling uh, my pastors, uh, Pastor Omar, Pastor Dave at that time, said, listen, I think I, I, think I want to marry her. Hoping that they would kind of talk me down. And they were like, yeah, let's go. And I was like, for real? Y'all good with it? Like, I'm, set, I'm still in high school. And, and, and really, I, I think they saw something um, in us that maybe we didn't really see in ourselves. And, and there was just this, this, this confirmation there, but, but God was really calling us at, at that time. And, and, and today I want to kind of talk a little bit about the calling of God on your life. And, and, and I know we, we, we hear that statement alone. And for some, it brings about maybe a little bit of anxiety. Come on. Right? It brings about maybe even a little bit of confusion. Well, what is the calling? How do I know when God's calling me? What, what is God calling me to? And, and for some, you're like, I, I ain't even thinking about the calling. I'm just trying to, like, pay my electric bill. Come on. I'm just trying not to get in another fight with my wife. Come on. I'm just, like, the calling of God, like, that's so far out, out of my mind. I'm really not even thinking about it. But the reality of it is, is that there's not a person in this place that does not have a calling on their life. And you're a part of a church that believes that. I'm just saying. Is that when we look around and we see individuals here, people that walk in and through those doors, we believe that there is a calling, a God-given calling on your life. And, and I know, again, when we hear that term, it's a very popular term in our culture today. I believe you hear it. I believe you hear, uh, if you're in school, you'll hear it. Um, if, if you're kind of in, our, in the culture, you'll hear that you've got to find a calling. You've got to find purpose. You've got to find, find a meaning. Um, statistics show that most people from the ages of 25 to 40 care more, care more about um, working a job that has meaning and purpose than making money. I don't know who they are. That ain't me. I won't make some money. Come on, like. But 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 but, the, but it's 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 something that that we we hear and we understand that it can be a frustrating thing. There can be pressure behind that and and finding a calling. Find a calling. You need a calling. You need purpose. You need come on, you need meaning. You need you need to do something that that matters and and, and make a difference and and there can be a lot of pressure behind that and there's frustrating moments where we we're just trying to get by but at the end of the day, I think every one of us believes and understands that there's something in us that we were created to do something. And that we'll never be satisfied until we're doing the very thing that we were created to do. And then never, ever, ever be satisfied until you are living and walking the calling that God's placed on your life. Do you believe that? And if we're not careful, 
we're not careful, we won't recognize God's calling on our life, and we begin to chase and pursue things that God really never intended for us to do. And we look at the story when God was, was calling in this, this story, God was calling Samuel. In this, in this moment, Samuel was only a 12-year-old a boy, an apprentice in the tabernacle, uh, a son of Hannah. Hannah, uh, his mom, uh, couldn't bear children. She prayed. She wanted a son, and so God blessed her. And so when God blessed her with the son, she dedicated that son to the Lord. And so what she did uh, when he was a little boy, she dropped him off to live uh, under the apprenticeship of Eli the high priest, and so he was raised there, and she would only come to visit him once a year to bring him some new gear. And so there he was raised, and he was, he was learning under, under the high priest Eli. Now Eli, he had, a, he had some issues going on. Eli, Eli's allowed his, uh, his sons were like uh, sleeping around with, with the ladies at the entrance. Like Eli's sons we're, we're taking uh, of the, the, the best portions of the, of the offerings, of the burnt offerings, and, 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 and their sons, and uh, uh, they, were, they were considered scoundrels. And, but here, Samuel was an apprentice and, and just doing his duty, doing his job. They're learning from Samuel while, while the Bible says that in those days, the word of the Lord was, was rare. The word of the Lord was rare, but here we see that although the word of the Lord was rare because they treated God with just a, a with su such a, a, a an unholy manner, yet the, at the same time the Lord was still actively calling Samuel. Listen, listen. We we live in a time where we receive information faster than ever. It, Except for the Flores family, and I, I'll tell you why. We just recently uh, kind of moved out of the suburbs in Texas, and we, we bought a just a little bit of uh, land in Texas. Come on, somebody. I'm going to throw me some longhorns out there. Next time you see me, I'm going to come with a boots and a hat. Let's go. The problem was is we didn't really anticipate how bad our wireless service was going to be out there. So my kids are livid because they're used to being spoiled kids in the suburbs with fiber network. Now they got like satellite internet. <laughs> and so everybody's receiving information faster than the Flores family. I just had to mention that. But, but, but we live in a river of information that is empty of truth. Right, right. Think about it. We we receive information constantly, constantly. There's there's agendas thrown at us. Come on. There's 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 constant. There's this constant flow of opinion of information, but it's lacking some truth. It's lacking some truth. Today you can read your Bible anywhere at any moment at any time. Anybody like to read the Bible? When come on, when you when you got some alone time in the bathroom? Come on. I'm just saying, that's a great opportunity. You go to somebody's house and you know there's some leaders because they got books right there next to the toilet. Come on. And it's not like in that time the, the, the word of the Lord was unavailable. It, they had access to it, but they treated God in such a common way. 
They, there was no reverence towards the Lord. And so because of that, the word of the Lord was, was rare. You see, you can have all the access to the word and still not hear from God and then not impact your life. You can have all the access but still not hear from God. It's why, it's why people can come to church for years and nothing changes in their life. Right? It's why you can be a part of a powerful community and, and still there's no impact. Still there's, there's no change. Still we, you're, you're yet to pursue the call of God on your life. Why? Because maybe in a sense we treat God in a common way. We treat church very commonly. Yes, sir, you better be here on 4th of July. I'm just saying. Pastor Omar going to take a count. You better show up. You see, it's not about access. It's about attitude. Not about access, it's about attitude. You see, the culture of, of that time, there was neglect. There was pursuit of pleasure. And because there was an absence of honor to the Lord, there was an absence of his presence. You see, this is, this is, where, this is where culture drops the ball on calling, okay? Because they, they push, find a calling, they push, find purpose. They push, find meaning. They, they push it, but, but, but what, they, what they fail to understand is that you cannot speak things into existence. Is that you need God to help you bring the fulfillment and the purpose that he created and intended for your life. You see, and I, I'm here to tell you today that it's not until you treasure the voice of the Lord. It's not until you pursue the voice of the Lord. It's not until you seek the voice of the Lord. It's not until you make time for the voice of the Lord will you begin to hear God and begin to hear the calling that he's placed on your life. And it's making sure that my attitude and my heart is in the right place. John 10, 27 says, my sheep... They hear my voice and they and 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 I know them and they follow me. Listen, you don't have to go out to find your calling. Listen, your calling will find you. You see, finding your calling is is something that is a cultural thing, not a biblical thing. Because if this story is correct, right? Pursue the purpose of the season that you're in and your calling will find you. Listen, let me say that again. Pursue the purpose of the season that you're in and your calling will find you. That is such a freeing statement. You know why? Because that eliminates you trying to make something of yourself. That eliminates the pressure of you having to impress. It eliminates you having to go out. Listen, you don't need to go on a 10-day sabbatical to Big Bear. Come on, and fast for 10 days to hear from the Lord. You, you listen, God is not running from you. God desires to speak in your heart, speak in your life, put purpose there, place a calling. But are you listening? Are you aware? Is your attitude attentive? Do you walk into the house of the Lord ready and prepared to hear from God week in and week out? The attitude of your heart determines calling. 
You see, because if your attitude is not in the right place and we treat the, the word of God or the environments where his presence is as common, we'll miss the calling of God on our lives. And we see that in the story. And we see that Samuel was just being faithful running errands and making sure the, the tabernacle was cleaned. And, and part of his job was to wake up in the morning and, and open the doors. And he just followed Eli around. And then with the calling of God found him. You see, the Lord was calling him. In verse 4, the Bible tells us that then the Lord called Samuel and said, and Samuel answered him, here I am. And then I love this, that that Samuel ran to, to Eli. You know why? Because, because sometimes the voice of the Lord sounds very familiar. The voice of the Lord, a lot of times, it sounds like the very people that are around you. You see, I, I imagine when God called Samuel, you know, in my head, I'm thinking like if God, if God calls you, it's going to be like a deep voice, like Samuel, right? But the Bible says that, that it sounded like a voice that he was familiar with. And so the Bible says that when the Lord spoke to Samuel, that he ran to, to Eli because maybe it, it, it sounded a lot like, like Eli. You know, when, I, when God began to get a hold of my life um, in those, those teen, late teen years, um, I, I didn't know what God was really doing. I just knew that I wanted to serve God with my life. I just knew that, listen, I, I, at a conference, God had, had just radically grabbed hold of me um, and just put a fire inside of my heart. And so what I did is I remember telling my, my youth pastor at that time, Pastor Eddie, I remember saying, hey, man, I, I don't know what God is doing but he's just, he's doing something in me. And then he said, you need to go tell Pastor Omar. And I remember on a Sunday morning, I, I just went and tell Pastor Omar. I'm like, Pastor Eddie told me to come talk to you. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, Pastor Omar, God's just doing something um, in my heart. I don't know really, really what it is. And I couldn't really pinpoint what it was. And, and I remember the, I was just, I just wanted to be around these men of God. I remember I would just, I would just pursue them and, and wherever they were going, I would find a way just to be there. Like if they were preaching somewhere, I'm not going to sneak in the car and just sit in the back and, and then I even know I'm here. What, there, was, there was just something about, and as I began to surround myself with these men of God, it was then that they began to see something in me that I didn't even see in myself. And it was in those times where, where I, I really believe that, uh, when you're trying to find your calling, it's so important, the voices that are around you, because sometimes when God speaks to you, it's going to sound like the people that are influencing in your life. And we, we, we see that in this story, right? We, we see that here, that he, he runs to a familiar voice. He runs to a place that, that has been a common a voice in his life. You see, much of your calling is connected to your relationships, much of your calling is connected to your relationship. You ever, you ever, uh, uh, the voice of God, when, when God speaks to you, doesn't it ever sound like your pastor? You're about to do something you know you shouldn't, and it's God, but you hear like your pastor's voice. 
Sometimes, sometimes, you know, when, when God speaks to me, I hear my wife's voice. Like, don't you dare do that. Oh, no, you not. And I'm like, Lord, is that you sound ghetto from Southgate right now? You, you ever notice that? Even like my kids, sometimes I hear God and it sounds like, like my kid. Dad, you're such a boomer. I don't know why God would say that to me, but sometimes I, I hear my kid. My kids, man, they're brutal, man. They, they, they'll tell me, <laughs> they're like, you know, I'm driving. They're like, Dad, you don't follow the law very well when you drive. <laughs> I'm like, is that you, Lord? No, it's just my kid. Right? And so many times, listen, God will speak to us through our thoughts. And the voices that are around you, they affect how you think. And so listen to me when I say that you want to hear the voice of the Lord. You want, to, you want to hear God's calling on your life. Surround yourself with people that can recognize it in your life. Your relationships matter. Your relationships matter. I, I've had to learn to surround myself with a selective a group of people who can speak into my life, who can bring out the God in me. Come on. Who, who you have, who you surround yourself. You want to hear from God. Can I tell you something? You need to get around some godly people. You want some direction for your life. Get around people who are hearing from the Lord. Let them speak into your life. Let them give you guidance. Let them give you direction. Listen, listen sometimes they see things in you that you don't see in yourself. Listen, they, they, they see a calling of God on your life that you may not even see. I, I had no idea what God was doing. And then I just, I remember saying, man, God just wants to do something in my life. And, and I remember they would, they would start giving me little things to do. And they're like, okay, well, just show up early and help us set up for, for youth. And I'm like, okay, cool, I could do that. And then it was, hey, we're going to take up offering. Can you collect and pass the basket around? Yeah, I could do that. And then, and then they had the, I, I don't know what they were thinking, but then they gave me a mic to share and to speak and, 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 and give a, like a, a message that I'm like, I'm, I'm barely, I'm barely saying, I don't even know the word. I've been in church a long time, but I hardly know the word of God. But I, they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And, and they begin to, to help the, the calling of God and, and, and groom that in, in my life. And you said, who is around you? Who are you hearing from? Because if you're hearing culture, then your life is going to be filled with anxiety and pressure to impress. Because, because culture places a pressure to impress. Come on. How many times did it take you to take a selfie before you posted it? Right? They, 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 there's, there's actual studies that say that people are becoming addicted to social media. That they are. That they say that every time that you put a post up and then you, every time you see a like or a comment, they say that just a little bit amount of dopamine is released in your head. Some of y'all know about dopamine. Come on. Let's be real. Come on, we're in Paramount. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> right? And, and what they say, why? Because we're, we're becoming addicted to impressing people. And so culture 
Culture places this pressure for you to impress. Can I tell you, that is not from God. The pressure to impress is not a God thing. It's a cultural thing. Listen, the calling of God that he places on your life, he wants to make impact through your life, not help you become famous. Come on. I'm just saying. And so it's the voices. What are you hearing? Listen, God's gifted you. You need people in your life that can say, man, God placed that talent in your life. Man, you need people in your life that can say, man, that burden that you have, man, that's a God-given burden. That, that passion, that desire, God gave you that. Come on, maybe that, maybe let's feed into that. Let's help you pursue. You're good with people. Let's get you around some people. Let's put you at the front door. You got a beautiful smile. You, you surround yourself with people that are going to cultivate, that are going to speak in your heart, that are going to speak into your life. I'm trying to get around people that are going to bring the God out of me. Come on. Bible says that Samuel runs to Eli and he says, he said, man, it's God you need to go speak to. See, that's the relationships I want, the ones that point me back to the Lord. I say, you need to go speak with God. Come on. You, you, need, you need to go seek the Lord. Oh, I forgot. Y'all start early out here. I forgot. I'm just saying, I miss the ghetto bird. I'm going to be looking for one today. I'm uh, taking pictures of it. I miss the ghetto bird, man. That, that was comforting back in my day. Like, okay, get the bad guys. Come on. Right? Verse number eight. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. You know, when God's... We, we see this and God's calling him over and over and over. And we see that when God's trying to get a hold of you and speak into your life, it'll happen multiple times. We call that confirmation. And many times when you feel the Lord speaking in your life and placing calling in your life, he'll confirm it. He'll confirm it through, through other people. He'll confirm it, come on, and, 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 and through the church through your leaders. He'll confirm, they'll confirm the calling of God on your life. I, you know, when, when God called us to, to Texas in uh, 2015, we were in, in San Pedro pastoring. We had started that church there and uh, we started from our home and God began to do a good thing there. And, you know, we've always looked at that church as God's church. We're just, uh, man, just leading it. And, uh, I remember when we had, had a conversation with Pastor Omar, and, and we talked about this idea of moving to Texas. And, and I'm like, man, I ain't never even been to Texas. Like, I'm born and raised from L.A. Like, they don't like people like us out there. And I, and I remember we, uh, we took, my wife and I took a trip out there and uh, just thinking about, man, what, is this something that God's doing? And, and I remember before we left, we re really felt in our spirit God speak to us. And say, man, this is, this is the next step for you and your family. And, and, and we said, listen, in, in order for us to leave everything here at home, this has to be God. Like, we're, we're not going to just leave this, this church that, that God has uh, asked us to lead. We're not going to leave all of our family. All of our family is here. We're not going to just leave them, our church family. And, but before we came back, God had spoken to us directly. And we... We knew we knew it was God. 
But then the next thing we did is we went to our pastor. We said, look, it, we really feel this is God. And he said, okay, come on, let's do this. And I remember I got a phone call from a pastor that was already out in Austin. I had never met this guy before. And he calls me, and he already had like a Texas swing to him. He's like, Pastor Flores. And I'm like, who is this, man? I look at this number. I'm like, oh, 512, where are you calling him from? And he said, my name is, is Bishop Paul Ojeda. I'm like, oh, Bishop, it must be important. Come on. <laughs> He's a good friend of mine. I love him. I always get on him. And uh, he, said, he said, I believe the Lord is, I had never met him. He said, I believe the Lord is calling you to Texas. We, we need you out here. Will you come? And, and, I, and I remember hanging up with him. First of all, how do you get my phone number? One. But, but, I, but I really felt it was, it was a God thing because, listen, God will confirm the calling on your life from multiple places. When God speaks into your heart, when God speaks into your life, listen, it, it, it'll be confirmed by the people that are around you, by the people that are hearing from God. They'll begin to see it in you and through you and, and begin to confirm that in your life. And they'll help you navigate through that. And I think about when, when Samuel he heard from the Lord, it was Eli. It was Eli that directed him. It was Eli. Listen, Eli was not in a good place. In fact, in this moment, there was a transition happening where, where God was removing Eli and raising up Samuel. But yet God still decided to use Eli to speak into the life of Samuel and help him hear from the Lord. Hear from the Lord. And so, it, listen, your attitude determines calling. Your relationships, come on, your relationships matter when you're trying to find calling. And next we see that Eli says, Samuel, go, go and lie down. Go lie down. Go back and lie down. So Samuel went and lied down. And he says, if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And so Samuel went to lay down in his place. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. You know, I love that. I love that Samuel goes back and he, he lies down in his place. You know, I, I, think, I think many times we're not careful. We, we get so, so driven by fear and emotion and frustration that sometimes in trying to find our calling and our purpose, we do things that are just out of pocket. We, 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 we try to make things happen when, when really God, listen, when really God just needs us to continue to be where he's asked us to be. The Bible says that, that Samuel just went and laid back down. That he didn't have to go and run and chase God. That God was not hiding from him. He didn't have to go and fabricate something. Come on. He didn't have to go and, and try to call on God. He just went back to doing what he had already been doing. Sometimes, listen... You don't have to go and fabricate your calling. Your calling's going to come and find you. You just got to keep doing what you're doing. You, you got to stay right where you're at. Listen, you, you don't have to go and try to recreate something. You don't have to go and try to impress. You just have to go and keep doing what God has called you to do right now, here and now. Find the purpose in the season that you're in. 
And in doing that, God will begin to place calling on your life. Stay, listen, he's like, your servant is listening. Listen, what he was doing, he was just staying available. Staying available. You see, some, some you're asking God, Lord, here I am, what can I do? But you can't even show up to pray on Saturday. Oh, there we go, right? We got to throw a punch before we leave. Come on. You, you, you want, you want this, this big calling, but listen, you can't be faithful to the, the place that God has you in now. Be, be, be faithful. Man, if one of the things that I learned as being a disciple in, in this house is I learned, listen, just stay in your place and do what God's just calling you to do right now. Listen, you, you, you don't have to try to impress. You don't have to try to be something you're not. You don't have to live with the fear and anxiety that you're going to miss it. Just have the right attitude towards the word of the Lord. Come on. Have the right relationships and be available. And I promise you, listen, some of you, God's calling you to be a pastor one day. I'm just saying. But some of you, God's just calling you to be a single mom to lead your kids and help raise them in the Lord. God, God's calling some of you to be a pillar in this house. God's calling some of you to reach your, your, your neighbors. God's calling you to reach your friends. God's calling you to reach your, your classmates. Just stay where you're at. Keep doing what you're doing. Have the right attitude and calling will find you. Calling will find you. You don't have to live with the pressure and anxiety. Find a calling. I got to find a calling. Got to find a calling. Got to find my calling. Got to find my calling. And we end up trying to fabricate things and, and open doors that weren't meant for us to open. And we end up chasing things that we were never meant to chase in the first place. Stay faithful where you're at. He was a 12-year-old boy baking bread in the tabernacle and the Lord came and spoke to him. Because he had reverence towards the Lord. He wanted the Lord. Lord, here I am. Here I am. Your servant is listening. With the right heart, the right attitude. He was available for God to speak and to use him. See, I ask you today, are you walking in the calling that God has placed in your life? And if you're not, my encouragement to you, man, is find purpose in the season that you're in right now. Wherever you're at. God's trying to, God's giving responsibility to you right now. Take it on wholeheartedly. Have the right attitude about it. God's called you right now just, man, to be a leader in your home and serve God passionately. Man, do that to the best ability. Calling will find you. Don't, don't, let, don't let the pressures of culture, even the church. I'm not saying like this church. I mean the church. We see things. Listen, listen, I'm guilty of it. Come on. You see things and you're like, man, I want that to be my calling. Come on. And then we try to, we, we do things and chase things that ain't for us. You, you Be faithful with where you're at. Be 
be available. Man, he, he just, he, Samuel's like, man, God, here I am. Your servant says, listen, listen, the only thing that God has ever wanted from you is all of you. The only thing he's ever wanted from you is all of you. And that, that, that's his desire. And if we come before the Lord and God, here's my life, here's my heart, here's my time, here's my talent, here's my treasure. My life belongs to you. My, my family belongs to you. My kids belong to you. The dog, it belongs to you. It all belongs to you. Here's my life. Your servants is listening. I, I, listen, I believe there's some, there's some people in this place. You, you've been in your head. And you're, God, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? What does the future hold for me? Am I, am I doing, am I in the calling of God? Do I have a calling? Listen, you just... God just wants all of you have the right attitude, the right relationships, and be available. And the calling of God will find you. Will you stand your feet with me? All across this place, you're here and you'd say, you'd be honest with yourself. You say, you know what? Man, I just, I just. I want to hear from the Lord. I want to pursue the calling of God on my life, whatever that looks like. But man, I'm just going to pursue Him. I'm going to give Him my all. And maybe there's some areas that God's challenging you. Maybe you felt the pressure. You felt the pressure of trying to create something of yourself. Listen, the calling of God... God's not, listen, God's not hiding from you. God's not trying to make it difficult for you. But sometimes we're just, we're just not available. And he's calling, and he's calling. He's trying to, trying to speak through people that are around you, and we're just maybe not available. We're busy doing other things, chasing other things. God's trying to get a hold of you. God's trying to get a hold of you. God's trying to place calling in your life. He's trying to speak into your heart, give you direction, give you guidance. I don't know about you, man, but I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss the direction and the plan and the purpose that God has for my life. I want to step in that. I want to walk in that pursue his voice I'm going to seek his presence come on I'm going to surround myself with people that are going to speak into my heart and speak into my life and man I'm just going to stay available and keep doing what I'm doing and find purpose in the season that I'm in amen if you're, if you're here and you say you know I, I just God here I am your servant is listening I mean that's it here I am your servant is listening I'm not going to listen to the voices of of culture pressures I'm not going to allow life to interrupt what God wants to do in me and through me and I'm, I'm what I'm doing is I'm going to 
I'm just going to open these altars up and you want to come and you want to pray and you be honest with yourself and you say you know what I mean I just I just want to hear from God I want to pursue the calling of God on my life I just want you to come make your way just just come find a place you come kneel at this altar just just find a place find a place find a place be vulnerable with the Lord. Be vulnerable with the Lord. Maybe God's challenging some of the relationships, some of the voices that are around you. Maybe God's challenging some of the things that you're pursuing. And those aren't the things that God intended for you to pursue. Be vulnerable. Be vulnerable before the Lord. God, here I am. Your servant is listening. Speak. Speak in our hearts. Place calling on our lives. We want to walk in your purposes, God. Father, lift, lift, lift the burden and pressure of trying to fabricate or be something that we're not. Right now, Lord, your, your burden is easy. Come on. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com give.